Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 4, Episode 2, The Best Burger in New York, and I'm with the best wife in Maryland, Jen Runkle. Oh, are you the sweetest? I should say the best mother because it's Mother's Day yesterday. That works. So that would be more apt. And this has been a busy weekend. It has been. We have Jen's mom staying with us. And we, this being a food-heavy episode, is fitting because we had a food-heavy weekend. We really did. Let's see. Friday night, ordered Thai food in. Yep. Saturday, ate out with family. Well, on Friday lunch, my mom and I went and got tacos. Right. All right. So f- Saturday lunch, ate out at an Italian restaurant with some more of your family. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, met out with our friend and loyal listener, Tanya. Hi. <laughs> Um, and had dinner at a Greek restaurant. Delicious. Sunday, we rested until dinner. Then we had Mother's Day dinner with my mom and her mom at Founding Farmers and had a big feast there as well. So we were not able to go grocery shopping this week because our fridge was so full of leftovers, there was literally no room mm-hmm. for groceries. No, we're making our way through them. And we're happy to be here today. I don't have much news. We did get an email from Danielle. One clarifying some of her comments from the last time, and one for this episode. We'll do this episode one at the end. But she did want to clarify that she's actually been watching that Seinfeld, or I'm sorry, she's been listening to that Seinfeld podcast for years now. Oh, really? I think before she was listening to us, it seemed like. So when she was making a, a reference to the nemesis of that podcast, Chester. She just means that she's going to be commenting every week, just like he did. Gotcha. It's frequency, not... Adversary. Yes, adversarial. <laughs> we also got some feedback about your Wookiee noise. Oh, yes. From last week's episode. <laughs> yes, apparently my Wookiee noise was insufficient for one of our <laughs> listeners, and they made a comment on it. They were right. I listened back to it. It was poor. <laughs> it, there wasn't enough gurgle in it. I have not been working on it to try and improve it, so I'll just have to live with the fact that I can't do a good Wookiee. I mean, maybe you have time until the next Wookiee appearance in the series. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's actually... Uh, that's next this. Season? No, it's this Is season. Is it this season? Yes. Yeah, the ones with Laura Perpon mm-hmm. are coming up at the end of this season. Oh, nice. I'm ready to jump into this, though. Yeah, me too. We start off with Ted explaining that New York, when he first moved in, was dingy, disgusting, ugly, flea-ridden, stinky, and altogether terrifying. And then everything changed. I hear a lot of, you know, sort of old-timers or bohemians talking about how... This is me, not Ted. (laughs) I'm always fascinated to hear them talk about, you know, sort of longing for the old New York City of this 80s and 70s and 80s when... It was much grungier, more dangerous, but Times Square was full of X-rated shops and strip joints and hmm. wasn't family-friendly. Interesting. Have you ever heard that described in that way? I have. I mean, it comes up in a lot of true crime documentaries about, you know, crime in, the, in New York in the 70s and 80s. Of course, but I, I hear a lot of people longing for how oh, New that York I used know. to be. No, but I don't know anybody that used to live in New York back then. Well, I don't hear it from people I know. It's more from people like comedians or actors when they talk about New York City in the 70s and such. They sort of long for the flavor that it used to have. Hmm. I mean, I like New York the way it is. Still smells like pee. It does smell like pee a lot. In the summer. 
That I could do without. We open up this episode with Goliath Barney talking up Goliath National Bank. He loves Goliath National Bank. And so he's got a Goliath National Bank hat on, like a duffel bag full of merch. And Ted points out that he looks like the last pick in the draft, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, it was. Apparently, their company bought Goliath National Bank in a ruthless takeover. I like how bloodlustful he sounds in this. Right. It was brutal. Who wants a t-shirt? And then he suggests to Marshall that he get him a job there. Yeah, because Marshall's been unemployed for quite a few episodes now. Yeah, they haven't really leaned on it until last one a little bit with, what are you doing? Right. And I guess, yeah, because we're in a new season now, it's been like the whole summer, too. Oh, so that wasn't the last one with the, what are you doing? Was that... No, I think the it was. end of season three? No, I think it was because it was like Cell and I. Oh, they don't know engaged. each other, right? Okay. Lily, I don't like. I don't love Lily in this episode. <laughs> it's that Lily that we see later on when she's complaining that he's staying at Glad National right. Bank instead of becoming an environmental lawyer, and sort of the sappy look on her face, like saying, "He's waiting, holding out for an environmental law job." I mean, is there it's a, very smug, and I don't is there know. A high demand for environmental law jobs, like. I can't imagine compared to corporate law that it pays that well. Like You'd think he'd be able to find something. We've kind of been over this. I, I don't think there's a lot of them. Mm. There's one problem. Uh, two, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have two, a two. I have nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there are a ton of them, even though they don't pay well and not. you wouldn't think many people want it. But a lot of people getting go to law school to try and make a difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are those that just go and think, I, I can eventually get a high-paying job doing this. But a lot of them go there thinking, you know, I'm going to go into immigration law. I'm going to go into environmental right. law. It just it feels much better, like you're being useful. Right. So I'm sure that's where he was coming from in all this. That idealism that Lily seems to be so enamored with. Right. Which, I mean, that's what she's been hearing from him for how long. So I guess it, it makes sense that she's trying to you know, support him on that. Yeah, there's a lot of pride on her face when she says it, and I'm just being a little bit cranky to -hmm. be down on it. Well, that was his plan anyway, but over the next few weeks, Marshall went on a lot of interviews, and we get this tremendous crescendo of downward spiraling pep talks he gives himself in the mirror, which are really just brilliant. Right. So we start off with, you are confident, you are energetic, you are focused. You are flexible on salary. You're willing to compromise. You're not going to cry this time. To finally, you are sad. You are beaten down. You will get through this, come home, get in your big underpants, and take a nap. (laughs) Which brings us to September 29th, the night of the burger. Everybody's at McLaren's. They're trying to decide what they want to do for dinner. Uh, Wendy lets them know that there's a new cook and that the burger's amazing. So Robin's on board. Uh, Apparently she assumes everybody's on board and tries to order for everyone. Yeah, that was weird. Okay, let's just get five of those. And Wendy just accepts that at face value. No one lets their friend, a group of five, lets their friend pick dinner for all of them. Right. Then they get into this long discussion of where do you really want to eat here. Robin's really hungry because she was doing a seven-day cleanse, but I guess she only did two days of it. (laughs) Marcia, I thought you started that yesterday. I finished early, okay? (laughs) So they kick around a bunch of stuff. There's some business from... Barney about how he doesn't like Chinese or Indian, you know, anything with funny music side of rice, right? So including Mexican. So to him, Indian and Mexican are the same as Chinese. 
Wendy comes out and has everybody's burger except for Robin's. I like oh, the look Robin. on Robin's face every time. <laughs> right. She, she tells them to go ahead and eat without her. Everyone seems to really love this hamburger. Oh, this was you yesterday at dinner. Your food came out after everyone else. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> and I let everyone eat. I said, go ahead. We're going to get a series of these, but I really do like the lofty descriptions of the burgers wherever mm-hmm. they go. So for this burger, we get that it's like Christmas in their mouth, meat Christmas. Like it's an angel from heaven landed in the kitchen. The chef killed it and ran it through the meat grinder. It's a little bit one of them want to sew their asses shut. I kind of like that one. <laughs> and then Marshall. It's okay. They're all dubious. They're all perplexed by his statement. He says once you have had the best burger in New York, all the other burger will taste like his grandpa's feet. Robin tries to get some clarification, and Marshall is there to tell a story about eight years ago, his first week in New York. And the big city was a scary place for him. This cuts back to a scene, a flashback of Marshall waiting behind the door in their apartment with a baseball bat in hand, and Ted opens the door and almost gets hit with it. Right, so apparently they've just moved in, and Marshall is kind of just sealed himself into the apartment, isn't going anywhere because you know, everything can get delivered. New York City cable's awesome. Why would he need to leave? Right. He doesn't know what to do if he runs into muggers out there. He doesn't have a switchblade or know how to break dance and win the begrudging respect of a street gang. Now, this goes against what we've seen from him in the past. One, he does think he can dance. And two, there's a scene not too far in the future where he break dances in the middle of the sidewalk in New York City. Maybe he learned how specifically to do that. Maybe. Maybe it's always been a goal since yeah. that fearful kid. That's true. I, over the eight years, I guess he's learned to, to dance. <laughs> Just for safety reasons. Ooh, safety dance. So, Ted tells him he needs to go take a walk. Doesn't <laughs> offer to go with him, which isn't very nice. I like how he has to say, leave the bat. <laughs> right. So Marshall goes out into the big scary city, and all of a sudden he finds out that it wasn't scary at all, and he's becoming Mr. Comfortable down the street. All right. right. What's the word? Right. He becomes the guy who eventually is like the guy walking down Sesame Street yeah. <laughs> that we see in the I like I like this, mer- this Marshall. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen you walk down the street? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Then he got a little hungry, and there it was, the tiniest little burger joint you ever saw, tucked between a taxidermist and triple X bookstore. I like Barney's uh, Johnny Carson, named two places where things get stuffed. This was Johnny Carson? Yeah, he had a bit. He was like Carmack the something. He, was, he would wear like a, G, uh, a fortune teller hat. Okay. He'd say something like this, uh, you know... Taxidermist and Triple X bookstore, and then he'd open up the envelope. He'd put the envelope up to his head, and he would say something like that. He'd open it up the end of it, and that would be the punchline. So in this case, hmm. name two things that get stuffed. Okay. And so it was a whole bit he did, and that's what that's why Barney was using a very specific voice when he did it. It was supposed to be Carson. Ah, I did not know anything. Marshall ordered the burger when he was at this place, and here we get our first shot of a picture of Regis Philbin in the restaurant, which will be the theme throughout all the restaurants they go to. Mm-hmm. A big tattooed guy brings his plate of food and Marshall starts eating. And it's, it's a very slow motion set of pleasure faces for Marshall <laughs> as he eats this burger. Right. Yes, it's clear that this is a delicious burger. Marshall's very happy. He looks at 
reaches Philbin's picture as he does it. So he comes back, rushes into the apartment to tell Ted about the burger and wakes him up. And I love this. Mar- he hits Marshall on the head with a bat right. as he's startled out of his sleep. Yeah, so clearly a- Ted was buying in and also sleeping with the bat. It was a pretty significant crack, too. Yes, I thought that, too. And Marshall just, you know, <laughs> tells him about the burger and they move on. He says that it's a place where Regis Philbin eats, so it's some sort of a celebrity hotspot. <laughs> so Ted decides he needs one of those burgers. They wonder if the place I, is still open. Well, I love how Ted's enthusiasm. He's, like, bouncing up and down. I want one of those burgers right now. <laughs> does, can you, does stuff in New York stay open past 930? <laughs> When I used to sometimes go to New York City for work, I'd sometimes go out at night. And I think one night I was out pretty late and, you know, left a bar at like one thirty or so. And there was food places open all over the place. Pizza places, places that have like those warm food bars, Mm -hmm. which probably people in New York try and stay away from, but tourists will eat at. So places do stay open past 9.30. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Past midnight. But they couldn't find this place anywhere. We'll skip over the drag queen stuff. Yeah. Although I do like that the drag queen's name was Penny Noir, and Marshall didn't get that it was a drag queen. But beyond that, Barney says, you know what's not a drag? Getting a home equity loan at Goliath National Bank. So we're getting a number of GNB advertises, advertisements mm-hmm. as we go through this. Yeah, and so Barney's peppering these in throughout. I mean, I guess at this point, Marshall's already decided to take this job. Right. So, because when, there was the beginning of the episode when. He offers it, the idea to Marshall, but that was just a way to sort of introduce the concept, I think. Oh, so you think it was even at that point? Oh, yeah. Okay. Was was that the same day? I think it's the same day. Okay. Okay, It wasn't clear because there was like that whole segment of like the interviews. You're right. Which could have just been flashbacks, but... And the interviews came after that offer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're, this could be weeks later. Right. Never mind. Okay. As Marshall's saying, you know, eight years we've never found this restaurant again, there's a guy from a bar, there's a guy from a booth one seat over who says he can't help it over here. And <laughs> Marshall, <laughs> here we go. He knows what's coming. He thinks he knows the place he's talking about, Corner Bistro. I don't know Corner Bistro. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've never... But I guess it's just a famous, you know, tourist trap for burgers in New York City. Right. So Marshall just goes on an absolute rant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this was too obvious a offering from the guy. And Marshall says, well, thanks a lot, guy. Let me return the favor. Great cup of coffee. Starbucks. And I love the overwrought shoe pantomime (laughs) that he does to him to make him leave. Right. So Marshall says, you know... He's tried, you know, he's done the Google searches. He knows, you know, he's looked for all the established best burger in New York places. None of them are the place that he's been to. Yeah, they show a montage of all of his and Lily's attempts to find the burger. All the places having Regis Philbin's photo in them. Right. And for some reason, they try a veggie place, which makes no sense. Veggie heaven, yeah. (laughs) And when he leaves there, he leaves in disgust, and they strategically are hiding his lower half. Mm Mm-hmm. As he says, we're going, right. and we'll put a pin in that. So that was the end of that, the flashback of them going to see visit restaurants. But then Ted says there was a time where they thought it, they thought they caught a big break in the case. And another flashback comes up in the apartment where Barney comes in and says that Regis Philbin works, at his gym, works out at his gym. 
Marshall's excited, the autographed picture. So they go to they end up at the gym. We cut to. And first of all, there's Regis working out. And I, I don't think anyone wanted to see Regis Philbin in a skin-tight workout shirt. No, I could have done without that. But actually, he wasn't in horrible shape. He was... No, for as old as he was. Yeah. Seemed that. I mean, I guess yeah, he's at the gym, but maybe he could have been on the treadmill or something. I don't know. And this isn't a Regis Philbin we've seen before. First of all, they have, like, the fake weights to make it look like he's lifting a ton of weight <laughs> on the bench press. You don't know. <laughs> but he still has dreams about this burger, as they mention it to him. Beautiful, haunting dreams. He wakes up screaming in the night, Get out of my head, burger! Get out! <laughs> so, Regis is mad. He doesn't know where this place is either. And then he starts accosting them. Even though they came to him. <laughs> right. If you tell me it's the corner bistro, I'm going to smack you right in the face. <laughs> He's very violent, this, this version of Regis Philbin. Now, will all our listeners know who Regis Philbin is? That's a good question. He died a few years ago, right? He was a broadcaster, and I, you know, obviously his longest stint was Regis and Kathy Lee, mm-hmm. which was a morning talk show which that is now, I think went on for like 30 years or something. Gosh, what is it now? Something like Kelly and, yeah. Kelly and Ryan Seacrest? Or? Is it? So it was Regis and Kathy Lee, then Kathy Lee left, and then Kelly Ripa took over mm-hmm. for Kathy Lee, so it was Regis and Kelly. Right. And then Regis retired, and who came in? Was it... Uh, Michael Strahan yeah. was there for a few years. I don't think he was there very long. And I, I think it was a few years. Yeah, but wasn't his departure under some dramatic circumstances? Not that I remember, but I never watched that show, so I can't well, say. If he didn't last very long, you would guess that it wasn't, because people stayed there a long time. I don't know. I just, I read something the other day that just had talked about, I think it was like... Kelly Ripa's 20-year anniversary on the show. Wow. And so it had just mentioned you. But it didn't say anything about him leaving under any weird circumstances. And I remember when Kelly Ripa was on it, she was also on a soap opera at the same time. She mm-hmm. was doing a whole bunch of things at once. Yeah, I guess maybe she was just like a guest host and it worked out, and so they kept her on. But now I think it's her and Ryan Seacrest. Okay. Barney tries to calm Regis Philbin down, says he doesn't know where it is. <laughs> Regis grabs Barney by the collar. Listen, Blondie, don't mess with me. Daddy needs his meat. <laughs> so creepy. He did it so well. Like, Bye. he really delivered on this. <laughs> and just Barney's reaction is really good. <laughs> I don't know where it is, Regis, I swear. Yeah, he uses a Regis voice <laughs> to yell back at him. Right. And then Regis... Calls Marshall Lurch and Ted Satchel Mouth. <laughs> and Ted give mouths back, Satchel Mouth, to, like, why is he calling me this? In a funny reproduction of the word. Right. So he gives them his card. If they find the burger, they have to let him know. Not only that, but he tells them to go now, go out and find the burger. <laughs> right. So Marshall, they're back at McLaren's, and he says he's doomed to walk the earth forever, searching for that green door and that red neon sign that says burger. And Robin thinks she knows where this is. She said she walked by it a million times near her work, I think. She didn't, she didn't specify. Oh, you're right. But West 12th, right off of 7th. So remember that it's, they're saying 12th Street. Okay. Because the streets go, you know, going from north to south, or south to north, go up in numbers into the hundreds. Okay. All right, so right now that's downtown, 12th Street. Right. So Marshall says he knew it was on a numbered street. Which most are oh, yeah. in New York City, which is why that's funny, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Robin finally gets her burger, but Marshall decides that they have to go find the best burger. Not only that, but he grabs it from her. Right. And then throws it on the floor. <laughs> I 
Like, they couldn't let Robin just eat, like, half that burger. She could have also just grabbed one of their burgers as they're walking out. and Or just take a bite out of it, at least. Mm-hmm. Get, get, your, get yourself a little bit satiated. Right. They're in the cab. Lily's very excited for Marshall. Uh, he deserves a mouthful of meat after all his job searching. Barney offers another ad for Goliath National Bank. And we get into a weird further explanation of why it's great, why the bank's great by Barney. I'm not going to go into it, but I get what they're doing knowing how it ends, but it was just a little too much. How he's talking about automatic bill pay and 3.3% online savings, and it just goes on for too long. That Mm -hmm. didn't work for me. Ted reminds him to call Regis, and Barney's kind of scared of Regis, but he's going to call him anyways. He decides to text him instead. Oh, that's right. And we cut to... I forgot to mention that Regis ran a very popular game show called Do You Want to Be a Millionaire? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, that's right. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? My cousin was actually on that. Really? Yeah, you haven't met her. She's sort of like a third cousin. Okay. But she did very well. I think she won like 300 grand or something on it. Nice. But this is not Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. (laughs) This is Millionaire Million Dollar Heads or Tails. Which is going to come back later, hopefully this season. Um... I don't remember if it's a season or not. But yeah, we, who knows? We, With any we, of these game shows, they could go. We do get Robin searching for a job at the end of the season, and Possimpable Pasim- is at the end of the season. So I think that was one. Isn't that where it pops up? Is Possimpable? It might be. Where she's trying, where she's you know, auditioning for jobs. Right. Or is it? No, it's where she. No, okay, it's it's not this season. The one I'm thinking of where she's auditioning to be the coin flipper. Mm-hmm. Or I think they use a more derogatory ner- name for it. No, they use like a... They have a fancy name for it, and then it's coin flip bimbo. But it's it's like currency rotation specialist. Oh, right. <laughs> Remember the guys that are auditioning her? Right. Why does she keep saying it like that? It's like she's not even excited about the seven coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> So yes, Million Dollar Heads or Tails will make another appearance. But yes, it's a fake game show that Regis is now hosting. Apparently where the only objective is to guess <laughs> whether it's going to be heads or tails when he flips a coin. And we get Marshall watching it later. And he's saying, uh, oh, the, the, yeah, that doesn't happen here. Right. So <laughs> Regis has a, you know, a contestant on. He gets the text and he just kind of walks out on her. But I do like the... Things they stole from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, like pulling the audience mm-hmm. and getting a 50-50 reduction. <laughs> right. So you pulled the audience. They came out split. 50-50. No help there. That's good stuff. <laughs> they get to the place where Robin described. There's a green door, a red neon sign. He thinks it's the place. He's prepared a few words. And Robin goes, I will eat your hand. <laughs> so they go in. And once again, everyone gets their burger but Robin. <laughs> And she has to tell him to go ahead, just eat. And she's getting annoyed because they all kind of do the, no, no, just shut up and eat. And then we get another round of lofty food descriptions. One of them's never brushing their teeth again. Unless it's with a toothbrush made from the burger. Yeah. There's a burgasm mention. And Barney's got the best where he wants to take this burger out to dinner, then maybe a movie, and take it back to his place, put on a little Terrence Trent Darby. <laughs> and then he would just... Fool around a little bit. Nothing serious. Just take it slow, you know? (laughs) Unfortunately for Marshall, this is not the burger. And unfortunately for Robin as well. Right. So Ted posits that, you know, maybe 
it's, it's the potato skins all over again. Like, maybe your expectations are too high. This is the right burger, but you just built it up too much. And Ramen says, anyways, it's just a burger. And then we get... I haven't decided yet. This may be my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> so I'll read Marshall's lines here, although what's what's so great about it is the way he delivers it. Mm-hmm. The language of it is good, but the emphasis he puts on certain words, which I'll try and repeat and I'm, imitate, it's just so well done by Jason Siegel. So did you read what this was supposed to be referencing? Because I didn't know. Uh, something out of Amadeus mm-hmm. about Mozart. Yeah, Solaris so uh, describing... The way Salieri describes yeah. Mozart's music. So I guess that explains like the weird way that he's affected way that he's Mm -hmm. saying it all yeah because i just you know thought it was a weird choice but uh, yeah apparently it's an imitation so that first bite oh what heaven that first bite is the bun like a sesame freckled breast of an angel resting gently on the ketchup and mustard below faint flavors mingling in a seductive pas de doux and then a pickle the most playful (laughs) little pickle and then a slice of tomato, a leaf of lettuce, and a, a patty of ground beef so exquisite, swirling in your mouth, breaking apart and combining again in a fugue of sweets and savory so delightful. This is no mere sandwich of grilled meat and toasted bread. This is God speaking to us through food. <laughs> <laughs> It's so very dramatic. He walks out, and Robin... Now, Robin posits that this isn't just about the burger. Right. So Lily starts telling them about, you know, Marshall's not doing well. He needs a job. Ted tells her to tell them about the underpants. Which started a couple weeks ago. Right. And so this is where we get the flash of Marshall watching (laughs) Million Dollar Heads or Tails. It's going to be heads. It's almost usually heads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a good line. Yeah. So Lily comes home from work, and they laugh about the fact that Marshall didn't bother to put on pants today. And she thought, okay, well, at least he's not leaving the house like that. Then one day, he goes to get the paper. Day after that, downstairs to get the, the mail. Ted. Ted has a theory about <laughs> underpants radius. For most people, it's the distance from the bedroom to the bathroom. But as your self-esteem gets smaller, your underpants radius gets bigger. <laughs> and we learn just how big Marshall's underpants radius has gotten. We get a flashback back to veggie heaven when he says we're going, and the, before they only showed half of him. <laughs> right. Now he stands up and he's wearing his underpants. <laughs> he's in his spot, like loose boxer shorts. Just Poor Lily. Interesting that Lily went in public like that with him, but okay. Yeah, she's really forgiving and patient <laughs> right. in, in these times with him. I'm going to kind of skip over most of this, but Barney finds a reason to sing. Yes, apparently there's a Goliath National Bank jingle. Yeah, that's supposed to cheer them up. Lily really wants them to be able to find the burger for Marshall to you know, help cheer him up a bit. Ted thinks that they're already eating that burger. <laughs> Robin's not eating that burger. <laughs> I'm not eating that burger. <laughs> and then Robin's burger arrives. Finally, and then Lily gets down to the bottom of it, asks the waitress if they changed cooks or something. And the whole time that Lily's having this conversation with the waitress, she's just holding on to Robin's plate of food, and Robin's <laughs> just, like, that. trying to reach across the table to get oh, the Oh, I plate. didn't even see that. <laughs> the waitress says, yeah, we, this place is modeled after this other place, Uptown, with the same green door and burger sign. And they find out it's 106th and Manhattan Avenue. Now, that's 94 blocks or so. <laughs> 
So even if Marshall didn't really know where he was going, like this place had to be walking distance from their apartment. Right. And did he think that he walked a radius from 12th Street all the way up to 106th Street? So that doesn't make a lot of sense unless I'm confused about New York City geography. Yeah, I don't know. Robin is about to eat the burger, but Barney makes her leave now. And again, you know, Robin is like, bring it with you. Right. So this is, this is her own fault at this point. I feel no pity for Robin anymore. <laughs> I bet you guys go ahead. I will catch a cab and see you there. Marshall says, 106, the numbered street, of course, again. <laughs> Barney gets a call from Regis. He's at the place that they were last. And Barney forgot to tell him that it, it's actually uptown on 106th. And Regis is mad about this. He slams his hand down and breaks a mailbox. Again, a very strong and aggressive Regis Philbin. Yep. Apparently he wants it without onions, because that angered him again. We get to the location, and they get out of the cab, and Marshall says, this is it. This looks exactly where, like what he remembers. We get the same man from Marshall's flashback from the first time he found it that was working outside of what I assume is a strip joint. Mm-hmm. I've seen this actor in a lot of stuff. He was in Hitch, a few other things. Oh, he was in uh, Zoolander. He was the bad guy's assistant okay. that was sort of always abused by Will Ferrell's character. Exactly. As they turn the corner for it, what do they discover, Jen? A Goliath National Bank ATM. One of 9,000 convenient locations, according to Barney. <laughs> He's got some well-timed little placements right. in this that are the shorter ones are better. So Robin is to the point of delirium with her hunger, where she doesn't understand where the burger place is, but they, let's just eat here anyway. <laughs> Ted points out this is just an ATM. You can't eat here. Robin, but... Food. <laughs> Lily starts beating up on Barney and then goes into a strange yelling fit about how horrible Goliath National Bank is. Like, they're, she's going to ruin their business by doing this. Right. And Barney's had enough. He said, just tell her to Marshall. Right. So Marshall tells Lily that he got the job at Goliath National Bank and that Barney's trying, you know, has been trying to pump it up all night. So then everyone will be excited for him. But you wanted to be an environmental lawyer. <laughs> Shut up, Lily. <laughs> yeah, Lily, y'all got to pay your mortgage. Yeah, so this, this place has great pay, good benefits, gives them a reason to put on pants in the morning, and that's what's most important to them right now. Right. Meanwhile, Robin is searching through the trash for any kind of food she can find. Found she, a bag of chips, apparently. They're unopened. Now, if they're <laughs> unopened, let her have them. They're barbecue. <laughs> What do you think? What is your favorite bet? What is your favorite burger that you ever had? Ooh, probably Shake Shack. Yeah, me too. It's just so good. We were we were big Five Guys people mm-hmm. for a while, and then there's a Shake Shack even closer near our home, and I think Tyler picked it. He wanted it, mm-hmm. and I had the burger there for the first time, and I was like, "Oh my god, so good! This is better than." And they have shakes. Five Guys. Although I guess Five Guys. Five Guys has shakes, too. But it's not in the title. (laughs) Actually, I think Shake Shack's shakes are better, too. Well, I like Shake Shack's fries better. I like the crinkly, crispy fries more than the sort of... Yeah. Five Guys is a little bit too soft. Five Guys fries better, but I like that Shake Shack does cheese fries. Are Are you sure you don't just like that Five Guys gives way too many fries, and that's why you like it better versus Shake Shack? I do enjoy that, too, but I've never had a problem with not enough fries from Shake Shack. They're a little too soggy for me. Now, I've always liked them, but mm-hmm. after Shake Shack, they're nice and crisp and just right. 
Yeah, it's. I'm really feeling that burger. Uh, should we get burgers on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> it is your choice, but that's not one of them. I mean, are we too cliche if we're picking a chain? Should we find <laughs> some hole in the wall little burger place to be our best burger? There are places I've been where I've had burgers where they have like the fried egg on it. That's mm-hmm. always really good. Always it's a little too messy like, though. Like bacon and barbecue sauce is always yummy. Now, I sometimes make the, I don't do a great job of it, but I make that burger where I make a hole in it and then mm-hmm. put the egg, fry the egg in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I just can't get it right, unfortunately. But it's not horrible. Even, even when I don't get it right, it's still tasty. Yeah, definitely. Lily's sorry that he didn't get his burger, and then Marshall launches a speech that's very reminiscent. First of all, it's about, you know, young Marshall, who was here when he was 22 years old and trying to get some of that back of feeling young and having his whole future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He was trying to recapture something. And this is very reminiscent of Robin's speech of why she was into Simon again. Right. Yeah. Good point. Well, the man that hands out paper and flyers in front of the strip club, he overhears them and he says that that restaurant's not gone. It just moved to a new location, gets them to pay him 100 bucks for it, for that information. Robin's licking an ATM envelope <laughs> as they're having this discussion. And Barney points out that, lucky for them, there's a Goliath ATM right there. And we hear the Goliath theme song for a second. And then Barney going, member FDIC. <laughs> as though everyone heard that theme song and right. he's just chiming in. I know it's him winking at the camera, but still. We see them at the restaurant. Same tattooed, mm-hmm. shaved head chef. Ted kind of warns him it might not taste as good. This place has changed. You've changed. And then Marshall bites into his burger, and this is it. Everyone's very excited. And then, once again, we get the round, the group commentary on the burger. Uh, Lily wants to get fitted, tiny fitted sheets for this burger and just crawl into the bun and get cozy and die there. (laughs) Robin just wants it inside of her. Barney feels so good he's worried he's going to get this burger pregnant. Marshall has dibs on the burger babies. We say that a lot. (laughs) I think every time we get Shake Shack. Mm -hmm. And then a cut to Regis. This is going to be my least favorite. Me too. Oh, yes. (laughs) Boom. Yeah, it's him pretending like this isn't it and then saying it is. That could have been cut. Yeah, definitely. I guess they needed more for him to do, but it wasn't worth it. All right, where do you think I ranked this? Uh, 82. It's 22. 22? 82. This episode was not that good. Oh, it was that good. <laughs> I found this to be a very tolerable episode. Oh, I, not at all for me. I, in fact, after I watched it, I was like, did I rank this in the top 10? Really? Yeah. How many things do we copy from this? Yeah. There's the interview pep talks in the mirror. There's the, the all the burger talk mm-hmm. of how much they love the burger. There's the Regis Philbin stuff. I like the Regis stuff. Not even like, <laughs> what about you, Lurch? What about you, Satchel Mouth? I mean, that's fine, but no, I, I found this to be very mediocre. Okay. Disagree. What's your favorite joke? Uh, Marshall in the mirror talking to himself about... <laughs> Yeah, he's not going to cry and put his big underpants on and take a nap. 
Mine is either Marshall's poetic description of the burger or the comment about the impregnating the burger and him eating the burger babies. Okay. Sort of a tie. I'm going to go with probably the, the description is a little bit higher. Okay. And we, we both share our least favorite joke. Mm-hmm. With a close second being the grandpa's feet line. Yeah, there was quite a few stinkers in this. So I, I agree with you. But I think the highs were so high that it over, it, it overshadowed a few bad lines to me. Okay. The Robin stuff was great with how hungry she was. Trying yeah, to get a bag fine. of chips out of the trash. Eh, I don't know. I think you under, underrated. And you were laughing a lot as you were watching. I laughed a few times. Up next, we have Heart, I Heart New Jersey. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I remember that one being good. It has Ted freaking out when he realizes that Stella, as they talk about moving in, wants him to move in to New Jersey, mm-hmm. not her moving to New York City. And Marshall realizing how much he loves big box stores. And Robin thinking that she has another job lined up and quits her job. Oh, I don't remember that. We get the Ted goodbye speech that he wrote for her. With her <laughs> wings and butterfly. And how can people... Oh, before we talk about how people can write to us. People wrote to us. Yes. Our number one listener, Danielle. She writes, Hey guys. This is another one of my favorite episodes. I love it all. I love all of it. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> Maybe I'm with okay. the wrong person after all. Perhaps. Danielle, this isn't having anything to do with what you wrote in this email, but you remind me of a young Jen who used to <laughs> love life and laugh at funny things, not a bitter old Jen who finds so little humor in anything <laughs> anymore. Just kidding. Okay. Danielle continues, Marshall in the flashbacks, so me. I'm always worried I'm going to get murdered in New York City. (laughs) Likely irrational, as my sister has dragged me there multiple times, but you never know, right? You never know. Regis Philbin was hilarious in every scene. It's funny I never noticed Regis's picture in every store. I think Regis was good in this as well, Danielle. Man, I'm just solo opinion over here. My favorite joke would have to be the running joke of Robin not able to eat anything. To be more specific, the last one was the funniest. Yes, that was all good. Least favorite joke would have to be Marshall saying the burger tasted like his grandpa's feet. Okay. Yep. There, there, <laughs> there you got something with Jen. And that's it. Jen, where can others write to us like Danielle? You can write to us at runklerecaps at gmail.com, on Twitter at runklerecaps, on Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. All right. Once again, tune in next week for I Heart New Jersey, where me and old Satchel Mouth over here will uh, <laughs> review a very good episode again of How I Met Your Mother. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.